and welcome back to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And today we are finally starting season four. Yay! Jasper, do you want to tell us our layout for season four? Yeah, so for season four, we're going to be starting off with pretty much all the characters who aren't super related to the school shooting. So we're starting off today with Ellie, Craig, and Ashley. And then our next episode will focus on Paige, Manny, Marco, JT, and Liberty. And then we're going to have a very special two-part type of episode thing with everything related to the shooting. So part one will be everything leading up to the shooting and the shooting itself. And then part two will be everything that's related to the aftermath of the shooting. So it'll be a super special episode uh, the school shooting is clearly the most iconic, I'd say, event in Degrassi history. So we need to give it its dues. But first, we got to get rid of all these other superfluous characters who are unrelated. <laughs> yeah, we, we put a lot of time and energy into thinking of how to do this episode because we knew how important the shooting is and how it just affects the characters for the rest of the season except for really Craig Ashley and Ellie just kind of do their own thing but yeah we're we're really excited to do this fun two-parter later on yes so that's something to look forward to and also we just wanted to acknowledge Jamil French's death I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast has heard about it so yeah it's an awful situation I've been reading like all the cast members tributes to him and they're very heartwarming. It's really great to see how close this cast was. And like, even the actors who weren't in Jamil's seasons, like they're still paying tribute to him. Like I saw Lauren Collins, Adamo, um, I think Eric Osborne who played Miles, they were all like paying tribute to Jamil. Like, oh, they met him at one point or another and they were like so affected by him even though they'd never actually worked with him. So I think that really shows like how the legacy of Degrassi even, like even if you didn't like work on the show, like the whole cast is all connected by the fact that they're that they were all on Degrassi at one point or another. And I think that that's really great. And that's really a big part of why Degrassi is like our favorite show. Like it really has that legacy and it has touched so many people across so many decades, which is something really special. So yeah, re uh, rest in peace to Jamil. As much as we didn't really like Dave, that really shows how great Jamil was as an actor. So we're very grateful to him and all of his work that he did on Degrassi. And may he rest in peace. Very well said. All right. You want to get into season four? Yeah. So we're going to be starting with Miss Ellie Nash. So Ellie, I feel like we say this a lot with like pretty much all the characters that when they're not around for their, for themselves, they're always in the background. And I think that's a really strong part of like the early seasons um, that we're talking about now that like all the characters are around even if they're not the focus, which really gives it a really great school feeling that like, yeah, th these characters still go to school even if they're not going through shit. But Ellie does go through some shit this season, of course. So she kind of comes off of where she left off in season three, where she has kind of gotten her self-harm under control. 
and she has started to date Sean. But unfortunately, her mom's alcoholism has gotten a lot worse. So Ellie has been spending more and more time at Sean's place since Sean, again, lives alone now. So she's kind of able to escape that toxic household with her mom. And then she actually ends up kind of moving in with Sean after Ellie's mom almost burns the house down when she was drunk. She tells her mom that she's staying at Ashley's, but she's actually staying at Sean's and she has kind of moved all of her stuff there for a while. But then her mom, of course, finds out and ends up slapping Sean in the face and being like, Ellie, come with me, you're coming home. Um, which leads Ellie to tell her mom uh, about her self-harm and how her alcoholism has kind of led to Ellie being so stressed out and harming herself, which kind of gives Ellie's mom a wake-up call. So Ellie's mom decides to go to rehab for a while and Ellie officially moves in with Sean and brings a cute little ferret named Ferret Bueller as their cute little house pet. So then, yeah, Ellie is moved in for a while, but then of course the shooting happens and Sean ends up moving out. And again, we're going to be talking about everything that happens with that in our school shooting two-parter. But of course, with, with Sean moving out, Ellie now lives alone. And then it turns out that her ferret died by chewing on some electrical cords, tragically. Rest in peace, Ferret Fueler. And Ellie is also doing like the classic, like, oh, I'm going to meet up with my mom once a month to get some rent money type of deal because her mom is out of rehab at this point and she's kind of trying to repair her, relation her relationship with Ellie, but Ellie doesn't really want anything to do with her. So then Ellie starts kind of getting into gambling a little bit, not for too long. Like it's not as bad as like it is when Degrassi does gambling plots with other characters where they get <laughs> addicted to it two days in. But uh, Ellie ends up befriending Alex and they do like a gambling night with Dylan's hockey team. And then Alex kind of gives Ellie a wake up call that her mom is trying to make things right. And Ellie isn't even trying at all to even like hear, hear her out. So then Ellie talks to her mom finally and makes her promise that she'll try her best to like stay off of alcohol and try to take care of her and she'll move back. And that is how the season ends for Ellie. All right. I guess we probably want to start in the beginning, right? With Ellie and her moving in with Sean. Yeah. That's kind of the big <laughs> thing, I'd say. <laughs> you think? <laughs> okay. Ellie is definitely one of the strongest characters, like, emotionally on this show. The shit that she goes through is just ridiculous. It's so sad to watch because, like, nobody should be going through this. Mm -hmm. with, with regards to how that fits into Sean and Ellie as a couple... So I think it's really interesting how both Sean and Ellie have really complicated family dynamics. Like we, we didn't really know too much about Sean's parents prior to the season, but then we do find out about them in this season. So it's really interesting how Ellie has a really messed up with her relationship with her mom and her dad is off fighting a war or whatever. And Sean's parents have basically abandoned him 
so they're kind of in the same situation so that kind of adds to like for me how important they are to each other because even though they don't do too much with the fact that they both have complicated family relationships it's really great how they still like support each other through these really traumatic things that they're going through like even last season but especially more so this season and again I wish they could have done a bit more with it because like their, their care for each other is so genuine and they're really the only people that they know like they that understand each other like Sean really understands how Ellie works Ellie really understands how Sean works so it I I think it's really great like their their relationship is really healthy and it makes sense like the moving in thing a little weird <laughs> and I think we're going to talk about that but just like I, I really love them as a couple and I really hate how it ends just because Sean leaves yes 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 I actually feel like in their situation, them moving in together makes sense, kind of. Like, I know that they're young and in like any other world, <laughs> this would be kind of ridiculous, but I don't think it's like a long shot because there are scenarios where kids in high school like don't want to be at home anymore. They like get emancipated. like they you know their parents die like they don't have anywhere else to go but it like makes sense for them to find each other and to live together it's I think one of the most cringy scenes for me is when the mom shows up to the house when they're having that party for Ellie and Ellie's mom comes and she's I think she's drunk probably it's just like chaotic and so scary but also like, don't lie. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> the whole thing's a mess. Yeah. I, I agree that it makes more sense than it should. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it at least, like they at least did a lot of work in the last season to make it so that Sean can live alone. But I was really thinking about the legalities of Ellie also essentially living alone. Like even if she was living with Sean for a minute, like they're still both minors. Like, because I feel like legally what would have happened when Ellie's mom went to rehab is that Ellie probably would have been put in foster care, right? She could have been taken by like a family friend. Right. Like, because they had, they had this woman like set up that she would go live with, but then she was like, oh, she lives like so far. She like lives in the city or like wherever. And so I'm sure that they would have went there. Um, obviously this is a TV show, so we can't go too far <laughs> into the legalities of it, like, because I feel like there's so many other things that happen that are so not legal. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, because, like, they, they move in together, and then we don't really see them as a couple who lives together, and then Sean leaves. Yes, and I think that's the, the one downfall of their relationship because it had so much potential and they wanted to distance Sean from Emma like it was done like he's having his own life his own relationships like Ellie's new it was supposed to be like a really good thing but they just didn't develop it like there wasn't much to it and then yeah he just leaves he's like I love you but I'm gonna stay here and Ellie's kind of like what the 
what about my rent? Like, what the hell? Like, also, this was your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like, <what is> this? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a very odd situation. But I, I do like how Ellie does end up moving back with her mom at the end. Because, like, going, going more into the mom thing, it's, like, really clear how Ellie really does love her mom and wants to trust her, but, like, her trust has just been broken so many times. And not only with her mom, but also, like, her trust is broken with Sean just leaving out of the blue. And then I'm sure there's also some resentment with her dad that he is also not around. So Ellie's trust issues are just all over the place. So it makes sense how, even though she, I'm sure deep down, she really does want to live with her mom, but she just doesn't trust that her mom will be able to pull herself together like Ellie needs her to. Can we talk about the scene where Ellie tells her mom about her cutting? Yeah, that's such, it's such a good scene and it makes me cry every time. It is so upsetting because like the mom knows she's a shitty mom. Like she knows, she doesn't care, but she's aware that she's a bad mom. But I feel like in that moment, like you can see that she was like, oh my God, I did this to my daughter. Like my actions are affecting my daughter, <laughs> which is like, I'm sad that it took to that moment for her to like see it. Yeah. But it was just like such a moment where I'm like, things are going to change from here. Like whether they show it now or in the future, but you could just like see it on the mom's face that she was like, I did this to my kid. Yeah, it was, it was so sad because also Ellie hadn't really hurt herself for a while at that point. Like even I think when Ellie first moves in, she like brought her like self-harm tools and then mm -hmm. Sean was really concerned that she was doing it again, but Ellie assured him that she wasn't. So like, I don't think Ellie has really hurt herself for like probably almost a year by this point, but like, it still really shows how like, how everything in Ellie's life has kind of compounded. And again, and like you said, the mom didn't even consider that because she's been drunk all the time and I think in that moment like the reason that Ellie told her was because the fire was a lot the fire was a lot like and I think it kind of just pushed Ellie to the point where she was like I will cut again but I need to tell her instead like that's kind of the vibe I got because she was kind of like I'm going to do it again if I live here and I get it because like the fire was traumatic like Ellie continues to bring it up like later on she makes like a joke with Marco about like oh yeah like what my my house gonna burn down she's like just kidding haha -ha. and I'm like no that's like a trauma joke <laughs> this girl could have died in her house because her drunk mom was being an asshole but I think they handled like it just made sense their relationship throughout the whole season was really well done I think yeah I agree and again like even going into like the whole gambling episode and again back to the trust issues like she she has so little trust in anyone that she's like oh I, I'm not even going to take money for my mom anymore because like I need to be fully independent I can't trust anybody not even my mom's wallet and then she she kind of gets a wake-up call from Alex when she doesn't trust Alex with like their gambling game which kind of puts everything in perspective especially when Alex kind of tells her off. Like, I think I said in the summary that Alex tells her like, your mom is trying and you're not. Like, 
that's on you at this point. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because I felt like that was handled in a way that was awful. (laughs) I did not like watching that scene because it made me feel like Alex did not give a shit about Ellie because Ellie was like hey move in with me like it could be fun and Alex was literally like I don't want to I don't really like you I'm gonna go spend all your money and um just go like your mom again like who cares what she did like it's just I don't Alex rubs me the wrong way in that scene I was just not impressed with how she acted like it's not cool to be rude to your friend (laughs) like that's really what I got from it did you get a different vibe so I guess Alex kind of comes from the place that she's kind of alluded to before at this point that her mom isn't the most caring person which we we do find out later in season five I think but she she's alluded to how like her mom's boyfriends have like hurt her at times or like her mom is just not a great mom either so I feel like Alex could kind of just be projecting a little bit that she sees that Ellie's mom is trying to be better and she's kind of jealous of that and she doesn't understand why Ellie won't accept her mom trying to be better yeah I guess it's just tough because Alex is very much like I have problems and nobody's problems are as bad as mine And, like, I get she does have some serious, like, issues at home. And, like, again, we'll learn more about it. But she just doesn't seem to give a fuck that anybody else has problems. She's just, like, I'm the only one. I'm the only one allowed to be miserable. And that's that. And it's kind of, like, I don't like that in a person. But I don't know. I just think in that scene, she's not a nice friend. And I don't know why Ellie continues to be her friend after that. But, like, people tolerate her. So, whatever. Well, I'm kind of split because Ellie shouldn't have to forgive her mom, like after all the shit that her mom put her through. But at the same time, I do want to acknowledge that Ellie's mom was genuinely trying. Yeah, and I guess if nobody else is telling her that she should like try with her mom... I guess. I don't know. I think it could have been approached differently. I just think that scene was just like Ellie was excited because she's like I have a friend like Alex is my friend hey Alex you want to move in here like you have a shitty life like I'll pay for it like it'll be great like I'm just lonely and Alex is like fuck off I'm gonna live with my mom and her abusive boyfriends and also you suck and I was like wait a second (laughs) like Ellie's literally just trying to help you out and like also do her favor so chill but I don't know yeah it's 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 a very messy situation for sure because that's just who Alex is I guess and like it's it's hard to sympathize with her after I know what she did with the Rick thing and she just gets away with it pretty much so like yeah we'll we'll definitely talk about that later but I know I know but with with respect to um Ellie like I could just see like at that dinner meeting that she really wanted to trust her mom, but she just couldn't find it in herself to do so. So I don't know. And also like, I I knew Ellie was not doing well living alone. So I was like, she needs to have somebody there with her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the scene where she like tests her mom 
by like calling her at night and then her mom comes over and she's like I just needed to make sure you'd be sober I think that was so good like I know that her mom was like what the hell like that's so rude (laughs) at first because she's like it's the middle of the night but also fair like you want to make sure that you can trust someone and the fact that Ellie was like I gave my two months notice meaning like I need two months to kind of get used to what this could be I think that this is all handled really well for somebody who did not trust this person and almost burned in a house with them (laughs) so yeah Yeah. Ellie's growth is so great because she she's really learned like how to handle her stress in a more healthy way over the past two seasons which I really love to see Mm -hmm. but then then of course this is kind of the end of Ellie being a good character because she becomes a Craig fangirl from here on out. Uh, well, not, I, I didn't really get that vibe this season. Like this season, I kind of vibed like that she just is kind of his friend. Like I don't see that she likes him yet. So <laughs> yeah, starting, starting with season five is I feel Ellie's downfall. I haven't seen those episodes in a couple of years, so maybe my opinion will change, but from what I remember, like, this is kind of the end of Ellie, at least, like, her mental health type of problems and plot lines. Okay. Oh, I actually wanted to ask your opinion on something. This is a little bit off topic, but it is about Ellie. When Ellie and Sean and Emma and Jay have that beach scene, which love beach scenes, um, (laughs) and, like, Emma comes along, and, like, I understand that they were all, like, with the shooting, whatever. I don't understand how Ellie is just not jealous of Emma ever like I mean good for her it's just very interesting that they don't play their characters against each other I feel like Degrassi would love to do that but they didn't yeah well I guess it was really only that one episode where Emma interacted with Sean after Ellie and Sean got together yeah so it it was and since Sean was leaving, there was already so much happening in that episode that they couldn't really put in a, a love triangle. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> but I could also see from Emma's perspective that she, at that point, she doesn't see Sean romantically. She just sees him as her old friend who saved her life. Okay, I can I can get behind that. I just feel like Degrassi would take advantage of that situation and they didn't, but I'm happy that they didn't make it a jealousy thing. Yeah, for sure. And then they just break up like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so mad about that because we talked about this in our podcast with Eric about how when Sean comes back later on, he doesn't even mention Ellie at all, which is so sad because Sean and Ellie are definitely the superior couple at this point. (laughs) Oh yeah. And that just shows like, they didn't take the opportunity to make Emma his last love interest. And they could have, because she was there when he left, but they didn't, they kept it Ellie. And and he was like, I love you, but like, I have to stay. And she was like, I love you too. And like, that was that. So like, they left off dating. Emma is not dating anybody. And yeah. So I'm interested to see what season does he come back? six okay so we have a little bit I'll wait I'll wait it out he comes back and he's so cute (laughs) (laughs) yeah but in terms of Ellie love her to bits 
Do you have anything else to say? The only thing that I didn't love was the end of the season where she's like slowly getting harassed by the weird old man that's like making the movie like oh, yeah with, like friend jay or whatever yeah. jason muse yeah what the hell was the deal with that it's like it's not i guess it was a different time but i don't think it's funny when like an adult man is like creeping on goth ellie because <laughs> like even even kevin smith says multiple times like hey keep your hands off the teenage girls and then they keep doing it for laughs. And it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, not cool at all. Did not like it. Okay, but I think that was actually, yeah, that was it about Ellie. Also, R.A.P. Bueller. Yes, always in our hearts. <laughs> all right, who's next? Our favorite? <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> Mr. Craig Manning and Miss Ashley Kerwin, who at one point was destined to be Miss Ashley Manning. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Craig in the season is so interesting because he is not related to the shooting at all, but he still has like a shit ton of plot lines and it's really <laughs> overwhelming. So he starts off the season where it's his 16th birthday and he gets money from his dead dad. Uh, lots of money, $10,000. And he buys a super expensive guitar and then Joey hits him up for some rent money, which pisses Craig off because he is a literal 16-year-old. He should not be paying rent from his guardian slash stepdad or whatever. So that causes some drama, but then Joey apologizes and says that his business is going under and he didn't know how to tell Craig. And at the same time, he also reconnected with Ashley in this episode. So as a reminder, Craig cheated terribly on Ashley last season, but then he genuinely apologized at the Battle of the Bands. And now Ashley seems to have forgiven him and they are now friends. So then a bit of time passes. It's after the school shooting. And just to note, Craig actually saw Jimmy get shot. So just a side note to keep in mind but anyway so then it's an episode about the band downtown sasquatch they're about to record like a, a single from what they won with the battle of the bands last season and since ashley has now been good friends with craig for a minute now she has kind of become an official member of the band which spinner and marco are not happy about at all especially since Ashley is kind of taking over all of the creative control and she is kind of taking over like they do an interview with Liberty and she and Craig take over like the interview altogether. So Marco and Spinner tell Craig to fire her from the band. Then Craig of course ends up getting back together with her because when they are recording the song, the what's it called? The everything I touch turns to dust, whatever it's called. He realizes that everything was always about Ashley, apparently, when last season, everything was all about Manny. I have thoughts <laughs> about that. Consistency. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they officially get back together and the band kind of breaks apart because Craig chose Ashley over the band. But then Craig and Ashley are officially back together and Ashley's mom is not happy about it. And kind of their friends are not super happy about it either. So Craig decides to get a hotel room so that they could spend some alone time together. 
and they have sex for the first time for Ashley. And I guess it is Craig's second time and kind of the first time that was more planned. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also kind of the eve of Ashley's dad's gay wedding, which is pretty exciting. And then with the fact that Ashley's family doesn't really approve of Craig at all due to everything that happened in the last year, Craig decides to propose to prove how serious he is about Ashley. Ashley initially says no, and Craig trashes the hotel room in response. But then Ashley says yes, and he is super happy and announces their engagement to the whole wedding, which of course leads to a whole mess. Craig ends up going manic, and he, he ends up beating up Joey towards the end of this. And then after all this, he is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And Ashley is kind of shook by Craig and his whole manic episode with proposing and then kind of crashing the wedding and such. But she promises to stand by him because she loves him. But then soon afterwards, Ashley kind of tells Craig to go to Ellie's group therapy. Not that Craig knew that it was Ellie's group therapy at first, but they kind of get into a tiff over that where Craig is kind of feeling suffocated by Ashley and like how she always wants him to talk about his bipolar and such. But then they agree to just kind of be boyfriend, girlfriend and continue as they were. Then next, Kevin Smith has come to Degrassi to film his movie and he hires Craig to do the soundtrack for the movie despite the fact that he has almost no experience and the music producer hated him. <laughs> but Ashley then is like, oh, I have a, a summer opportunity to go spend in England for the summer. Bye, Craig. Um, <laughs> I literally wrote, Ashley says, bye, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Craig initially tries to go to England with her, but Ashley says, no, I want to get as far away from you as possible. <laughs> so Craig ends up living in the Degrassi boiler room for some amount of time. The most iconic room in Degrassi. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then when Joey finds out, Craig ends up running away and becomes homeless for a hot minute. Like he's going through a whole other manic episode because he's been off his meds for a couple days. But then Everyone finds him and he comes back home. And that's it for Craig and Ashley. <laughs> All right. So there's like so much to unpack. <laughs> you brought like a whole suitcase. <laughs> All right. Wh where do we, where do you want to start? Okay. I was thinking we could start with just Craig and Ashley getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is also I, how I feel. Uh, okay. Before I say anything, Ashley's makeup and hair this whole season, on point. I will stick to that. Her makeup was amazing the whole time. I was watching. I was like, her face, those close-ups, gorgeous. Now that that's out of the way, she's a stupid person for taking Craig back. <laughs> I can't believe that she took him back after he impregnated a girl that was also his girlfriend that she did not know about while they were dating. How can you, how? And what's even more ridiculous is that she started this by decorating his locker for his birthday. No, she, that was Marco. That was Marco. 
No, it was her. No, it was Marco. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, no. Because the whole thing was he's like, did you do that? And she like looks at him and then like walks away. But then Marco says that he did it. No. Really? It was Marco. <laughs> no, I, I was confused by this as well because it they, it does kind of seem like Ashley did it. Yes, secret, I thought but, that she did it for him. But it, it was just like Ashley was being awkward because she it was like her first time seeing Craig in a while. I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, definitely. I'm it was definitely Marco, I promise you. Damn it, it was. It literally is just Marco in all caps. I googled who decorated Craig's locker in season four. Craig initially thought that Ashley had done it, which was an awkward encounter, but then he realized it was Marco. No. Okay, fine. Ashley didn't start it, but that was so awkward. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. So first off, I want to say I hated Ashley's hair this season. Really? You didn't like I it? I really did not like it. Huh. But, it wasn't like the worst. I feel like it's been worse. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer her goth phase, honestly. Eh, I don't know. I guess, but everybody did make fun of it, right? I feel like a lot of people were making fun of Marco's hair and saying that he looked like Ashley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Marco has this whole hair journey this season, too. <laughs> I think, but her makeup was really well done, and I, I will stick to that. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I got then, really <laughs> sorry. I thought that Ashley initiated this whole thing. No, no, no. That makes me feel, I have a little more respect then. <laughs> I okay. take it back. So I understand why they get back together. Do you? Because <laughs> on, a, on a surface level, because okay. they both have a shared love of music. It has been like the whole summer since Ashley has really seen him. And then at the end of last season, he genuinely apologized. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, fair. And they are actually really good musically together. Yes. So fair. Okay, it makes sense. But even despite that, like, I, I feel like Ashley's perspective this season just isn't really there at all. Like, I agree. I totally agree. There's like, we don't know what Ashley, like what's going on with Ashley at all. Everything is from Craig's point of view. Yeah. Because I, I could see, again, surface level Ashley being like, okay, I have forgiven Craig and I'm going to get back together with him. But she has no reservations whatsoever about getting back together with him. And that's the big thing for me. I feel like what we know of Ashley is that she would have had to be like, you need to promise not to do what you did to me last year again, because I cannot go through that again. You fucked me up for the long term, and like, I have forgiven you for it, but it's going to take a bit for me to trust you again. And I feel like from what we know of Ashley, she loves to control everything, right? Like she needs everything to go her way. She can be very dramatic. So I feel like that part of Ashley was not here this season at all. What Ashley would have done if we had seen her perspective is that she would have been like, Craig, I still love you, but we need to talk through this because I am still worried that you're going to screw me over. Yeah, I agree. Even Ellie was like, what the hell are you doing? At some point, she was like, why are you getting back with Craig? This is stupid. 
Ashley's mom was like, you told me everything. I saw what happened with you. Like, there's no way that you're going to be like, you're allowed to take Greg again, you know? Like people around her were like, this is a dumb idea. But she, yeah, she really had no reservation. She kind of thought like, oh, Craig changed. How? I don't know. He didn't prove himself. He did literally nothing to prove himself at all. Besides writing that dumb song at the end of season three. Yeah. And like, again, going back to that whole, like, it was always about you, Ashley. Like that is the biggest piece of bullshit I've ever heard from Craig's mouth. (laughs) You tell him. (laughs) Like, he keeps bouncing back and forth between Ashley and Manny like a basketball. (laughs) Like, it's just like, okay, I'm in love with Ashley. Wait, I'm in love with Manny. Manny, it's always been you. But wait, Ashley got me a guitar. I want to be with her. But wait, Manny got pregnant. I'm going to be with her. But wait, Ashley and I (laughs) have so much in common with music. It's always been her. (laughs) So it's like, Craig, Craig is like just... He just needs somebody to take care of him. I don't know. Because yeah. he he loves just treating women poorly. Yes, because also, was there not that, like, wasn't he so weird about Spinner and Manny? Yes, that too. Like, he got in a whole fight with Spinner over Manny. So it's like, what are you pick? Obviously, he tries to pick, and it's Ashley. But... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of like annoyed about the whole thing. I don't love that Ashley's encouraging him to like spend the money either. I feel like I'm like, of course, like their first plot back together is like Ashley telling Craig to do something stupid, (laughs) which kind of pissed me off because I feel like, of course, that's what's going on. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what other things I said I wrote down. I was like, why is literally just like, why is Ashley? That's like all my questions. Yeah, so, like, I I can accept that they get together. It's stupid from both Craig and from Ashley's perspectives why they get back together. But even accepting that they're together now, whatever, they have no chemistry anymore. Like, they're not a compelling couple for me to watch. Like, I'm just, like, they like music. Think about, like, the chemistry he had with Manny. Like, they're what you can tell that he, like, wanted to be with Manny like he thought Manny was hot he was into it like I thought there was more chemistry between him and Manny than there was like ever with him and Ashley in this season in this season or overall oh sorry because like in when like Craig and Ashley started I definitely felt like I'm like okay they make sense I like them whatever but then like Manny came in and you could just see there's more chemistry between Craig and Manny and like now in season four, Craig and Ashley, like, I don't think it's equal to what Craig and Manny even had. Right. Like, it just, like, never came back. Right. And, and even the, the chemistry that they did have in season three, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And they're, like, trying to sell me on the fact that they're so in love, but, like, they get back together, and then literally, like, 10 minutes into the next episode, they're having sex. So, like, it's just so rushed that again Ashley has no reservations about getting back with Craig which is honestly poor writing in my opinion because like they literally just got back together and now they're gonna have sex for the first time like that just doesn't sound right to me yeah and another thing that's like kind of tied into that is the fact that he said 
I love you so quick. Whereas like before he couldn't say it. Like he just couldn't say it unless it was in a song. And now he's like, love you, love you. Airports, airports, you say, I love you, I love you. And I'm like, what the, well, what was all of this last season? Where did it all go? Yeah. And then even, even when Craig proposes, like Ashley says no, but then she says yes. It's like, in what world is Ashley Kerwin going to say yes to getting engaged as a teenager? You know, <laughs> like what what happened here? Like they're they're really forcing this relationship and making me try to care, and it just is not working because there's no chemistry between these characters anymore. Mm-hmm. And part of that I feel is the fact that they're just kind of making Ashley just kind of an accessory to Craig and all of his problems. Like Ashley is not really her own character in this season at all. No, and I think that they also had a missed opportunity with the fact that Manny was hanging around with the band like for a few episodes. Like Spinner was like, oh yeah, if you're allowed to bring Ashley along, like I'll bring Manny along. How did that not cause more problems? Also, why didn't Manny have a single line (laughs) when she was there? Like she didn't say anything, but I just feel like the fact that they even brought Manny to be around both of them and they didn't address it. Yeah. Well, what was that too? I just feel like they wiped clean everything that happened in season three and we just never talk about it except for the one time Craig tries to apologize to Manny. Yeah, because I forget when that apology scene happens, whether it's before or after that band scene. It's after he gets like um, medicated. Oh, it's after he is medicated? Okay. Because, so that's even even weirder because Manny has not really processed the fact that all this shit happened to her last year. And now she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to hang with the guys. (laughs) No, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, like, it made sense in the beginning of the season when like Craig was jealous that Spinner was hanging out with Manny. And like, that makes sense. But then like, it all disappeared after the shooting. Like, it's like, it never happened. Right. Like, I don't know if it's bad writing or what, but it's just, it's just so weird. Because even when Craig does try to apologize to Manny, he's like, yeah, you were the biggest mistake I ever made. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't want to talk about men apologizing because not shocking that that's how that went. (laughs) But, But actually, okay, this is continuing. I wanted to talk about Craig's episode where like he officially has his like breakdown. I feel like it's like weird because we talked about how we can like see him slowly kind of becoming manic, like some actions are, some are not, whatever. I feel like this episode was like, wham, all of this happened in one go. Right. I was thinking about that too, because like they have been kind of foreshadowing that Craig has bipolar from his very first episode when he like goes a bit crazy with his dad abusing him and then later when his dad dies. And then I think, what was it in season three? I would say with uh, Manny's pregnancy. Right, right, right. He's like, he's obsessed with having a family for like a hot minute, which is very strange for a 15 year old boy so like there's definitely clues that Craig has bipolar disorder leading up to this point but then in this like bipolar episode it's like it just kind of comes out of the blue not not so much out of the blue but like it escalates to 100 so fast 
Yes, I totally agree. I was watching it and I was like shocked how fast they did this. Because like I was thinking about that and I rewatched the episode a second time and I was like, okay, at what point does Craig kind of start kind of breaking down? And it's not really a specific point. It's like, it's like the family doesn't approve. He gets the hotel room. Then, and then he just spontaneously decides to propose, which I guess is kind of when he starts having his breakdown. But there wasn't really like a specific event, I feel, that would have kind of triggered his breakdown. I think something that stood out to me when I knew that they were going to like start addressing it was when he was like, I'm up all night. Like, I can't sleep. I've been writing so many songs. And I was like, that's it. Because I feel like sometimes like with musicians, like when they start to explain, oh, this musician was bipolar because they were staying up all night. They were writing all these songs. Like when they're not medicated, they have all this inspiration. So I feel like when he was like, oh, I've been up all night. Like all I've been doing is making songs. I was like, okay, this is the episode they're going to say that he is bipolar. But I don't know. They should have been more clear on, did the shooting trigger this? Right. Because, because like, like I mentioned in the summary, like Craig literally saw Jimmy get shot and saw his limp body on the floor. And they don't really address that fact with him. Like, I feel like if anything, that would have been the thing that kind of triggered him similar to how Eli finding Cam triggered Eli. Yes. But they don't really make that connection. It's just kind of like Craig is upset that Ashley's family doesn't improve. So he's just going to start getting more and more crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was just, it was such a spiral in such a quick amount of time. Obviously poor timing with the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But Okay, another thing that was weird was like, what was with Ashley's aunt hitting on Craig? Yeah, I wasn't sure how old she was. Like, if she was also a teenager, she was like 20s. But it was definitely weird, <laughs> especially it like... so weird. Especially she's like, yeah, Ashley, why did you say no to Craig proposing? Like, he's a, he's a catch. <laughs> and it's like, you do realize Ashley's 16 girl, right? <laughs> it's just so strange, so strange. Um... Yeah, Craig asking Ashley to marry him. I loved how Jimmy called him out and was like, you're an idiot, you're 16. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, and then the whole, like, the, the shopping spree with Marco was kind of fun, at least. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, love a good shopping montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, with regards to, like, kind of building up to, like, his breakdown, I don't think it was done too well. I was, I was thinking, like, I don't know too much about how bipolar disorder works, so I don't know if there necessarily needs to be, like, a triggering event or something, or, like, if things do just kind of happen like that spontaneously. But the one thing that I did want to mention was, like, Mr. Simpson tells Joey about, like, the scene about when Craig was being sassy in class and is, like, study my butt leaving, And then Simpson is like, you know, Craig has been acting out in class lately. I think there might be something deeper going on with him. And I was like, he just was being a teenager in class. What do you think? Like, how is that a tell that he needs like major help? (laughs) Well, okay. I'm going to side with him on this one because as a teacher, 
if a student, like I have students who are like great and then all of a sudden, if they're just like out of nowhere rude and just like act up, I immediately ask the counselor something's going on because like that's something that I notice. And if it's out of character, regardless of if they're a teenager, that is something I check up on. So I, I mean, like that's that's how I am. So I was not shocked. I actually was like, oh, I'm glad Simpson is trying. But Joey was the one who was like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Which in the end, Simpson was right. So. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's, I, I can see that. Because if Craig never had any issues before and like Simpson knows Craig because of Joey, like he knows him well. And like Craig acting like that out of nowhere, that is weird. That was a weird thing for Craig to do. I guess. To just like snap like that at Simpson. Because Simpson was like, hey, can you like, we're doing an independent study. And then Craig like screamed and left the room. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I guess I could see it. I just didn't see it as dramatic as like he kind of made it out to be. I mean, it's always... I don't know. I think I'm I'm always someone who's just like it's just like worth looking into just in case because it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, I guess that's true. And Simpson tried and Joey ignored it and then <laughs> look what happened. Joey gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that. Like Okay. O- overall, like I do think Craig having bipolar disorder is good in like it it makes sense for his character and it fits well. But I'm just not sure how good of a representation it was. Like, Oh, I think it was awful. I think it was like, they were like, what do we think bipolar people act like? Ah, uh, yes, this. And then just like, took a guess. I don't know. Yeah, like it kind of seemed like it was feeding into violent stereotypes of mentally ill people. And well, then we've even- seen them do that before too, with Shane. Right, right. So with also that, I guess, it, it is kind of like a trend that they're kind of feeding into these bad stereotypes, which isn't great. Oh, also, sorry, going back to the Simpson thing really quick. I also think that they just use that as an opportunity for them to hint at Craig having a bigger issue because Simpson even goes like, you know how Craig's father was. Like, and there was definitely something deeper and like wrong there. So I think that that was just like letting the audience know that Craig is having mental health issues and not just like acting up. I think that was just like another way to hint, but we already knew. So that's why we were like, what what does this mean? Yeah, that's true. But anyway, I do agree. I think that they like are feeding into the, cause I feel like for people who are bipolar, a lot of it is more of like, they kind of seclude into like themselves and they like, I don't know. I've, I think there's like different ways that it goes, but I don't think it's the violent way that often. <laughs> like, I think this was just like the absolute extreme scenario that they put Craig in. Yeah. Like I'm not too well-versed on my folder disorder, but like, there's like hot, super high highs and really low lows, right? That type of thing. Yeah. So it made sense with that perspective that like that's why he proposed and such and like why he trashed the hotel room like it was like a a very low directly to a high directly to a low type of thing yeah 
but then like the whole violent thing and then even in the in when he's homeless for a second like he seems more like a drug addict in that episode when he's like in the homeless shelter more than like that he's just off his meds yeah and i don't know i honestly don't yeah. think i can even go into that scene because i think it was just so offensive like that whole scene of him in the homeless shelter was unbelievable like what was that representation that was not what bipolar people act like three days after off their medications like look at eli did eli do that no like what was that yeah that that whole episode is a mess and we'll get to it in a little bit but i just wanted to mention that like like i just feel like how they represented craig when he's going through his manic episodes this season was not great no i think them leading up to it was more realistic than what they actually showed like when it was actually happening if that makes sense yeah like like the foreshadowing aspects definitely made more sense and yeah I felt they were done better than like the this so-called like PSA episode of like we're gonna talk about bipolar disorder yeah okay do we want to talk a little bit about like the aftermath and like how Ashley and Craig are towards each other once Craig is on medication yeah that episode I, I thought was good because it was it, it kind of reminded me of the Claire and Eli episode where Claire is kind of smothering Eli after the cam thing and yes. that Ashley is kind yes. of smothering Craig type of thing so I thought there was a nice parallel there especially when Ashley I don't think she says it in this episode but she says it when she is leaving for England where she's like I always feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you and I don't know what to say and such so that kind of you could see that when she's like kind of egging him to go to the group therapy thing yeah I wanted to talk about that I think that was the shittiest thing Ashley did in this whole season was sending him to Ellie's support group without telling Ellie or Craig what kind of friend does that? <laughs> yeah. That was unreal because like at first I wrote down I'm like did Ashley know Ellie was there like she couldn't have known like what and then she's like oh yeah I sent you there because Ellie loves it. What? That was so stupid. <laughs> it was so rude to both of them to yeah. just like what was what was the thought process? Yeah. Like I I could see her heart was in the right place but at the same time like I I think they said that Craig has like a had a therapist at that point so like it really was not her place to be like hey you know what you need more therapy <laughs> yeah nope I I didn't love it but it did lead into introducing like Craig and Ellie friendship kind of yes which I feel like after they had that time like that group or whatever Ashley like kind of disappeared from the season for a little bit was she like not in a few episodes I feel like she she was kind of just like continuously mentioned and like Craig was still dating her but like Craig and Ellie were together way more than like Ashley and Craig like did you notice that well that was towards the end of the season anyway right yeah because I even wrote down I'm like where did Ashley go because like they were like hanging out they were playing cards like 
Craig and Ellie were like just together, but like Ashley was not with them. And I was like, where is she? Huh, I never picked up on that, but that's true. <laughs> you were like, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I did like the scene where Ellie and Craig talk to each other and like they kind of relate to each other with like both having mental health issues. I thought that was nice. And that's probably the best thing I could say about Craig and Ellie. <laughs> I think Ellie, Ellie's a good friend. The fact that Craig was so quick to shit on Ashley and Ellie was like, she's just being a good friend. Like she loves you. Like you need to like see that. Cause he was like, she's suffocating me. And Ellie's like, get your head out of your ass. And I appreciate that because Ellie really didn't like Craig and Ashley. And like, she made that clear to Ashley but she's not willing to let Craig talk shit about Ashley to her. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I could see, again, that Ashley kind of was in the wrong here. Like, I did like when Craig in the group therapy, he says, I wrote this down. They stop treating you like you're you when they find out that you're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was just kind of indicative of how Craig felt with how Ashley was treating him, which was kind of sad that like Ashley isn't really, she's treating him more like a patient rather than like a friend or even a girlfriend. Yes, the parallel between them and like Claire and Eli is unreal. Like with the whole her always being like, are you on your meds? Like, did you take your meds? That could go for either of them, Claire or Ashley. Like they're both just on top of like, like, did you do that? They're very much in the mom phase and like I understand Ashley really loved Craig and like I get it that's why she cared so much but I feel like that's what took a toll on their relationship was that he didn't have a girlfriend anymore he had someone who was consistently like bringing up the fact that he was mentally ill all the time Mm -hmm. and like when Ashley says that like I'm going to England to get away from you like I feel like she should have just broken up with him at that point like she she said that she loved him and she was like taking care of him but like if she really was growing to resent him that much for doing that when she didn't even have to and Craig didn't even want her to she should have just broken up with him yeah I wanted to talk about that too did you feel like that was out of left field like I feel like I did not see that coming I like okay to be fair I did forget how the season ended so I was like pretty much watching it like it was my first time So I wrote down once Joey was like, oh, you can have this ticket. I was like, you know what? Craig deserves something good. He's had a rough season. So when that happened, I was like, wait a second. What the hell? I'm like, I knew Ashley went to London, but like, I forgot if Craig went. Why did she lead him on then? Like, what did she expect to be happening this whole summer? Yeah, I guess she she was just like, okay, I still love Craig, but... I just need a break from him for a couple months, which like, I, that's not the way to treat your significant other, so. No, and the fact that she didn't, she wasn't going to tell him that this is what she needed is just awful. Like, such poor communication. I don't know. Because Ashley not being honest with him about this is kind of what leads him to this second episode that he has, which again, it's kind of questionable how well this episode was represented when he becomes homeless for two days but like it does happen because 
Ashley leaves him out of the blue. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt really blindsided because there was no point in the show where Ashley, like, we didn't see from Ashley's point of view that this was tough on her. You know, like we knew, we thought she was overbearing on him. So like, naturally I thought she would be excited when he was like, I can go to London. But then when she was like, no, actually I don't want to be anywhere near you. And that's literally why I'm going to London. I was like, why are you dating him? Yeah. Why? Why do you, why are you in this then? What's even the point? Do you even like him? I was like, so thrown off. Yeah. And, and that's like the whole problem with Ashley in the season that we don't see what her thoughts are. It was very frustrating. I did not like, like that at all. Like she's, she's like, I think I said this before that she's just there to basically enable Craig. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> like she, she's not a character in her own right. She's just there to be a character for Craig to bounce off of and to go crazy because of. Yep. And that really sucks. Like, I know you said you don't like Ashley. Lots of people don't like Ashley. But, like, this is why you cut her slack. Because, like, she goes, she doesn't go through too much awful things. But, like, she, it's not her fault that, like, these men are treating her so badly. <laughs> but she keeps choosing to go back to them. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. If I knew that Ashley was unhappy, I wouldn't have been as annoyed that she led him on because she was leading him on. She didn't want to dump him because she didn't know what would happen. Very similar to probably Claire and Eli, but she should have. She should have been like, look, I'm going to London for the summer. Let's take a break. I don't know. It was just ridiculous, the whole thing. And then I got even more nervous because I thought he was getting in a cab to go to London unmedicated. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? I was so scared. But no, he just went to go live in the boiler room. So I guess that was fine. Yeah, Craig, Craig and Ashley are not a good couple at all this season. And I don't know why they were pushing them so hard. It just yeah. did, did not work. Neither of them came out of this season looking good. I think that they couldn't put him and Manny back together because Manny's better than that. And they knew it. They knew that it wouldn't make any sense for her character development to put Craig and Manny back together. They do get back together next season, though. But not in, not in this season. It wouldn't have made yeah. sense. So yeah. that's why they needed to give him somebody. It's just like, what I feel like they just give Ashley to somebody when they're, like, bored. Yeah. Because... They haven't done anything meaningful with Ashley since season two. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't think she's awful this season. It's just kind of like sucks that she is not represented in the right way. Yeah, for sure. Especially compared to Claire and Eli going through kind of similar things. Like, I do think Eli is a better representation of bipolar disorder, at least from like, like Eli has like his, we see him in therapy. And we see him like dealing with these things, even if they're in unhealthy ways, like taking ecstasy and such, <laughs> like it's not showing Eli to be like a crazy, violent person. Yeah. Which like, yeah. That, that's the other thing. Like, I'm sure that like people with mental illness do get violent sometimes, but also they, if you do decide to show that in media, you need to show that in a more nuanced way 
than they did. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they just like did too much with Craig for this. Mm -hmm. Just to show, I don't know. It was just a lot. And it was really hard to watch too, especially when he like beat up Joey. Yeah, that was a really rough scene. Because he's huge. He's a big kid. And like Joey's Joey's so small. He's so tiny. I was like, this is so... Also, like, Caitlin, get in there. What are you doing? Jump in there. She was protecting Angie. Angie's fine. Craig was never going to hit Angie. Caitlin, get in there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if Ashley didn't walk in. That's really what pisses me off. Well, with that, I did also want to talk about Craig and Joey's relationship. Okay. Because that's, it's never, like, besides the whole rent thing, it's not really a focus, but it's always kind of there. And I feel like we haven't talked about it too much since season two when like when Joey took Craig in. Okay. How do you feel about like their relationship? I think Joey's immature. And I think that leads to a lot of their issues. I don't think Joey was ready to take in someone who is like max 15 years younger than him. Like their age difference is not that big. Like they're pretty close in age. Mm -hmm. I think him asking about rent was absolutely rude and ridiculous and he never would have done it if Craig didn't have the money. I think it gets better towards the end when Craig finally addresses the issues of like you, I don't know, it was like their big conversation where like, you don't trust me because I'm mentally ill or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it grows but I think Joey is just not in the place to have a child his age. And it just kind of shows throughout it. And like, they do have that bonding scene at the end where like Craig is like, you told me if I have to talk, like you have to talk to me too. And like Joey cries because of Caitlin and like, I get it. But also Joey, like, I don't know. Craig just went through a shit ton of stuff. Like keep it together. (laughs) Like that's my, I think I'm hard on Joey, but he's also supposed to be the adult. And he kind of doesn't act like it that often. Yeah. I feel like the run thing was definitely weird, but it does show, like you said, how the relationship isn't really all there. Like, I feel like they never really made like that kind of father-son bond that I feel the writers really wanted them to have. Because Joey would never ask somebody who he viewed as his like actual son for rent money just because he fucked up with managing his business. Yes. You know? And also the fact that both of Craig's parents died and the money is from Craig's dead father. Like, it's for him. It's his money. And like, yeah, he's stupid and he spends it on stupid shit. But also, it was never Joey's. Like, it was never Joey's. And if Craig didn't get the money, would Joey have still expected him to pay rent? No. Yeah, exactly. It just like pissed me off. It didn't rub me the right way with Joey after that. Yeah. And then even last season, like I think in the abortion episode where Craig said that he just lives at some guy's house. And like in this season, he's like stealing the credit card. And he's like disobeying Joey at any turn that he can. Like it just feels like. Like they don't really have that kind of not even like a guardian relationship like Craig doesn't super respect Joey outside of the fact like oh you give me a place to live and I feel like 
they kind of hype Craig and Joey up as being like, oh, this is such a great found family. But like, Joey does not really care for Craig the way that Craig needs him to. Like he said, like Joey's pretty immature in that respect because in no world would you let Craig go to London when he beat you up like a couple months earlier. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think the respect thing is definitely not there. And that was seen when he stole the car from Joey's lot. Like from that moment on, there was just no respect. Like Joey wanted to be the cool guy who like Craig is staying with, but it just never got to a point where Joey respected it. And I feel like it kind of mirrors Simpson and Emma a little bit where like they have a lot of difficulties like coming into father-daughter relationship there. And they're the same thing. Like they're pretty, they're pretty close age gap as well. Cause if Joey and Simpson are the same age, Craig and Emma are off by like a year. So like kind of the same thing. Well, but um, at least, at least with Emma, her mom is the same age as Simpson. Okay, so then even then, they were like, what, 13, 14 years apart, maybe? Yeah, but but like, in from Emma's perspective, oh, that's my mom's age, therefore, Simpson is an age of a parent. Oh, yes. Okay. Whereas, for, whereas for Craig, his dad was a lot older than Joey. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Joey is a dad, but I don't view him as my dad because he is pretty young and immature, and I'm just staying at his house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that their relationship could have been more than it was, but they also didn't really develop Joey great, greatly, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I do like Craig and Joey's relationship, but it's not like a top-tier parent relationship, I feel. No, not at all, especially since he's, like, barely a parent. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, barely there. <laughs> But I do, I do appreciate their ending result for the season. I think it does end, even though it ends with Joey crying, I think it does kind of end in like a better place where like Craig needs to feel like he has some sort of responsibility and like Craig being there for Joey and Joey being there for Craig. I think that's like, they just need each other in that moment. They don't need anybody else. They need to work through their shit with each other. Yeah, but then in a parent relationship, Craig shouldn't have to be the one to care for Joey because Craig is the teenager. Oh yeah, definitely. I just think in that scenario where like Craig just lost Ashley who he loves and Joey just lost Caitlin who he loves, like they have that kind of bond in a way. Right. But yeah, it was weird. I don't think Joey was like the best in the situation with Craig and his mental illness. I think he didn't really handle it great. He also is kind of a dick to Caitlin by blaming her for all of it. And she yeah. was literally like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Craig is just a whole mess this season. Like, I, I appreciate that they brought in his mental illness because mental illness stories are always important to tell, but not sure how great it was executed. <laughs> no, and I know we didn't talk much about his last few episodes with him being homeless but it really just shows how it was just too rough like it was not a good representation of Craig as a character it was not a good representation of bipolar it just was not cool 
in my opinion. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, then they have, like, Kevin Smith go on TV to be like, have you seen this boy? <laughs> oh, like... my God. I was like, what is even going on? Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so strange. Yeah. We're, we're going to need to talk about Kevin Smith at one point. But... <laughs> With regards to him and Craig, it was just like, he was basically just like fairy godmother, like, here, Craig, you could do music for my movie, despite having no experience in the, and you suck. <laughs> I know. He was like, you can work for my movie. Actually, I support you going to London. Actually, now that you're back, you can work for my movie. Actually, can you leave because you're not good? I was like, what is going on? Pick. <laughs> Pick. <laughs> I know you want to sleep with his, like, stepmom, but, like, chill out. <laughs> Ugh. a whole mess the drama but I feel like Craig was one of the more featured characters in this season yeah which which I think I said this at the beginning it's so interesting because Craig has no relation whatsoever to the shooting no well besides watching Jimmy but yeah, even after that oh that's what I wanted to say why was Toby not at Ashley's dad's wedding I don't know if I saw him at the reception, but he definitely tried to hit on the aunt at one point. Okay, I might have missed it, but there was a point where I was like, is Toby even here? They like didn't even, yeah. like, hello? Okay. Yeah. If he was I, 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 I definitely saw him at one point. He was like trying to hit on Aunt Sally. Gross. All right, whatever. <laughs> Toby. Yeah. But have any other thoughts for Craig and Ashley and Ellie? No, honestly, I think we did it all. Yes. And next up, we have our other crop of characters who are not really involved with the shooting. Paige, Marco, Manny, JT, and Liberty. I have a feeling that is going to be a long episode. We'll see. Paige alone. Marco alone. (laughs) Them together is going to be so long. It'll be good, though. It'll be good. Not as long as three hours, but, like, <laughs> it'll be good. Well, if, if you listen to all of our podcasts, we'd love to hear your thoughts because, like, you know, it's always fun to talk about Degrassi with people. Yeah, we love it. Also, yeah, if you want to, like, tweet at us, our uh, Twitter handle is dsocialdisease, so, like, D-E social disease. So tweet at us if you want. We're there. Yes. So thanks for listening and we will see you soon for our next episode in season four.